Life, life happens with Pimelo Motine. Eleven minutes after one o'clock, and uh, we are going to be speaking to the spokesperson at the presidency, Kusele Diko. But I wanted just to listen to the president when he was officially uh, kicking off the 16 days of activism uh, campaign today, and this is what he had to say. And as they perpetrate their criminal deeds, they do not discriminate. The young are attacked, as are the elderly as well. Boys are raped and abused, as well as girls. They impose their toxic masculinity on those who are gay, straight, transgender and bisexual. So this is basically what uh, some of what the president had to say. And I'm in conversation with Kusela Diko, who's on the line with me from the presidency. And very good afternoon, Kusela. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Good afternoon to your listeners and thank you so much for inviting us. You know, we uh, I was just saying to the early audience earlier that there are so many SMSs coming through, people just saying, yes, we are talking about 16 days of activism as a campaign that the country embarks on, but so much on the ground is happening. And I see a lot of the campaign uh, involves mm. what we can do as society. Just talk to mm. some of what the, the president asked us to do and contribute to, to this particular campaign. Well, thanks again, Pamela. Um, the president, as you said in your opening, was launching the start of the 16 days uh, uh, of activism against uh, violence on women and children. Now, this is a really a focus point, a marker in the ground, if you like, because uh, the sixth administration has been on a campaign, which is a daily one, looking mm. at 365 days of action mm. against this particular scourge. So when the president was speaking today, he was really putting across firstly the message that is enough is enough. Uh, you know, and it's not it's it's not sufficient that we continue talking about this problem, calling it a national crisis, but we are not putting our our money where our mouth is at. So, um, as government, he also gave a report back uh, on the emergency action plan. You remember, in September, the president had called a joint sitting of parliament, where, amongst others, he committed that government would reprioritize a lot more resources uh, to tackle gender-based violence. 1.6 billion to date has been set aside for that. He was also giving a a report back. I think on issues that have been a serious concern. One of them, if you remember, is the issue of rape kits. You know, we're mm. talking about improving access to justice, but you would find that uh, women, young girls, would go to police stations to report, and we don't even have rape kits. So um, that is a problem that has been attended to. Minister Taylor gave an assurance that all police stations now have those rape kits, and a contract has been put in place over the next uh, couple of uh, years to ensure that we never run out again. Mm. But we also spoke about the fact that this problem needs a, a holistic approach. You know, it's one thing to deal with, uh, you know, improving uh, access to justice for survivors. But what about prevention? Mm. How do we change attitudes and behavior? So as the president was speaking, he says um, gender-based violence is not a problem of women. Mm. It's a problem of men because it is men who go and kill women. It is men who, who will violate and rape women. And therefore, there's a need to ensure that this toxic masculinity that exists in society, we're able to turn it around through education, through mass campaigns, um, and constantly talking about these challenges, ensuring that our our society, our families, our churches 
you know, they're able to craft a new morality that ensures the uh, young boys uh, and men understand their role towards women in society. You know, because the one point that I just, one last thing I want to add is about the fact that we must also work together to create economic opportunities for women because you find that women stay in these relationships because they have nowhere else to go. You know, you are financially dependent on this person who comes back to abuse you. So really, you know, an all-encompassing sort of approach that uh, he, he laid out today. One of the things that, you know, you pointed out as well, I did hear him talk about this is obviously not a 16-day campaign. This is just adding on to the 365 campaign days campaign that has been ongoing by, by, by the country, by him specifically driving it. Mm. And, and I know we don't have stats here, Kusela, but just a sense, because the president started this journey a, a little while ago, a sense mm. when he's going around the country, he speaks a lot about attitudes. And the country speaks a lot about attitudes and what needs to happen. Mm. Are you getting the sense that there is change is the message landing on the people that he wants to talk to he specifically said today i am now speaking to my fellow brothers who are on the right side of history and and i'm just wondering whether we are getting enough of those coming up I think it's a process, Pamela. You know, uh, we've defeated, and these are some of the things that the president would also usually say. He says, you know, we've defeated some of the worst evils that uh, uh, humankind has ever seen, whether it was about apartheid or anything else. But you remember, not so long ago, we had a stigma that was attached to HIV AIDS. Mm -hmm. And it was only about continuous communication and education that eventually, you know, while while the problem is still there, at least it's a little bit more contained. Now, when it comes to gender-based violence, I think there's greater awareness. I think some of the decisions that government would have taken, including the fact that we want the NPA to consistently oppose bail and we want legislation that seeks to ensure that the harshest possible minimum sentences are imposed on, 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 on people who are found guilty of such offenses. I think that's beginning to sink in and, mm-hmm. and also act as a deterrent. Mm-hmm. But we need a lot more because it, it, is, it is true that you know uh, such acts are perpetuated and continue when you know that, you know, your friend is beating up uh, uh, his wife and you keep quiet mm. and, and speaking, especially to the men, you know, when it's considered okay that they don't raise their voices and it's only women who, who, who bear the brunt of this and it is them who have to use their voices to call out the men. So we're hoping that by continuously speaking about it, not long, so long ago, um, we, we, there was a, a men's parliament that had been called Minister Lamuna, I know, mm. has been doing a lot of work also engaging with men as men, mm. you know, on these challenges. Um, it, it's not something that we're going to get right overnight, but I think a lot of the work is being done, um, you know, uh, across society to ensure that those messages permeate. Thank you so much for coming through, Kusela, and we'll keep people posted on, on what exactly government wants us to, you know, the message takes, just keep to sending the message mm-hmm. across. I know that you've been calling for people to, to wear red ribbons and so on and speak up mm-hmm. a bit more. We'll continue with that work, Kusela Diko, spokesperson of the President of the Republic, and just talking to us about what the President had to say a little bit earlier on as he launched the 16 Days of Activism campaign alongside the 365 campaign that he's been ongoing with anyway to deal with gender-based violence. And he was talking earlier on at Le Palela in Limpopo. And I think for me, it's, it's a broader question. The president touched on this a little bit as well about our role in gender-based violence. And, and I, want you, I want to read this SMS to you. And I want your reaction to this because this is an SMS that came in a while ago. We've been seeing this, this particular narrative on social media. Our job is to try and see, you know, to get the facts on the ground, who, who and where and all of those things. So we have to do our journalistic work on the ground. But I do concur with this person that sent this SMS and it goes like this. 
A young woman here at Wotlogwa Kharamokhoba was raped and brutally stabbed 52 times to death. She was a student at Capricorn Tibet College and uh, I thought this should be a mark this should be making national headlines like the ones of Uyinene and Karabo Mugena. Just because she's not from Soweto or was a student from UCT or the UK, she's not in the national news. But this is just my opinion. May you and your news team please follow this up. And this is a message from Petronella in Butoko. And I want to ask you a few things. So when somebody stabbed somebody 52 times, not five times, not 20 times, 52 times, what has to be happening there? What kind of a person is this? And I am also looking at the point of justice, justice for all being equal. So is there enough justice for people who are not in the in the inner cities, the same way that we would have for people in Cape Town, for people in Gauteng and so on? That's another thing. But I also want to ask you a further question, and I guess also myself, our role in doing all of this. So, for instance, for Petronella, what she could do, was to send an SMS and say, guys, we're sleeping on a story that's really important. We're sleeping on something that has to be dealt with, right? But how is all of us, how are all of us getting ourselves involved in dealing with gender-based violence? Are we ready to call out your neighbor, your boss, your friend, who we know is committing some of these crimes? Are you, as a listener, practically at home, able to say, you know, actually, my own brother beats up his wife or girlfriend and we're dealing with it. Or is it still something in theory we say, but in reality is difficult for you to do? No one here is going to be judging. I think what's important is for us to open an, a dialogue of honesty and truth about how exactly we're going to tackle this thing. Is it on the ground as easy as maybe we make it sound to be? How difficult is it for you to say to someone that you know, Enough is enough and stop it. How difficult is it for you at home? Because let me tell you the truth. Every single one of us knows an abuser. That's the truth of the matter. And if every single one of us acted on that, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So I'm asking you, how difficult has it been for you to call out or ostracize a fellow family member, friend, boss, whatever, who you know is a perpetrator of violence. 891 104